Hi. Hi. I'm Alexis Hyde. I'm Erica Wong. And this is Hide or Practice. This week, y'all, get ready. We have Natalie Qualioto. She's a Canadian artist, and she has started the art list of funded, like, everything. Like, it's, it's, it's incredible, guys. And we're going to have a link to it in the, here, I'm going to have her talk more about it. But, like, when I, you reached out to me first, right, being like, hey, I think that you'd be interested in this. And I saw it, and I kind of lost my mind. Um, just by how compromise, like comprehensive this like list of like all of these funded opportunities, like it's residencies, it's grants, and it's all over. It's like all of North America, it's Canada, it's America. It's like you are going through and you're like being like, oh, this is for women artists. This is for queer. This, this is for indigenous. Like it's all so organized and comprehensive and clear of like exactly what's going on. And I, my brain blew up a little bit um, and then I got really busy. And so I forgot about it for a second. And then it came back in my inbox and I was like, yes. And I forwarded to Erica immediately being like, we've got to talk to her. Like, this is so incredible. Um, Natalie, thanks for joining us. (laughs) Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sorry, I just needed everybody to know like the extensive history of like how excited I've been about you for um, a minute and how like awesome this is that you're here. Uh, Will you tell our listeners just a little bit more about yourself and like how you came to do the list? Like, it's just... It's just awesome. Hi. So yeah, I uh, I'm an artist myself, and um, I I've been practicing for around I'd say like ten or twelve years now, and I look at lists uh, all the time. I've been looking at lists for years for you know different opportunities, and. Um, I was never really satisfied with any lists um, that I was seeing. So I kind of just wanted to start one that I thought like every artist would want. So it's like, you know, like a list of the good calls, right? Like the funded calls, the calls that pay the artist for the shows, for the residencies, for public art, for special projects, all that stuff. So yeah, I started it um, three years ago. And I remember the, f- the first list I did had, I think like three people on it. And now there's like, um, there's like hundreds of people on it from all over Canada and USA. Yeah. Where are you based out of? Uh, right now I'm in Montreal. Um, okay. I, I do go to Toronto a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Three like hundreds. I mean, I just, and also guys, just so you know, like, cause there's like a free version mm-hmm. that's like, you know, limited. And then there's the pay for version, which is like comprehensive, which I also want to talk to you about because actually I'm just gonna talk to you about it now. Cause like, besides the fact that you just built something that you needed, like you saw a hole and you're like, I'm going to fill this. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, the free list is the same list as the paid list. It's just I started the free, 
it's okay. How would I put this? I started the free option during COVID, like Mm -hmm. when COVID hit, because it like devastated the creative uh, community. So I, I just put that out there. And I said, if you want a free list, if you need it, then just contact me. You can have a free list. It's the same list. Yeah. It's the same list. Yeah, that's it. Oh my God. But I do think, I think it's really important that you also have the pay for list because I feel like as, especially when we're doing this kind of work, um, and I use the term we loosely because I'm an administrator and I absolutely charge for my free work all the time. It's not free. Um, But I think that like, there's like a really big push to not be like, hey, but this is time. It's like very clearly time is going into this guys. Um, that, That you're like, no, this is, this needs to be, I need to be compensated. And I, I really, I don't know. I'm just really thrilled that you're doing that. <laughs> well, I also like, I wanted to make it super affordable. So it's mm-hmm. like five bucks, you right. know, so it's super cheap. Um, if you want to pay for it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So and uh, it's $5. So the list comes out every quarter. Is that correct? So it comes out four times a year. No, that's a mega list. Yeah, there's oh, a list. There are so many levels, guys. It's, it's so exciting. All right, so go through. Uh, sorry, so let's start over. Like, how many lists are there? There's the free list if you need it. There's the full list, and then there's the mega list. Yeah. So every there's a list that comes out every two weeks, and every mm-hmm. list. Yeah, every list has. Uh, I I usually do. Um, I find about thirty new calls for each list, but every list has. Uh, the carry-on calls and last list that are still active. And then every season I do a mega list. So, and that a lot of people sign up for those. And uh, so those comes out, come out four times a year and uh, there's like double the number of calls on those. So you're looking at like, okay, the last one that just came out in March, like early March that had 175 (laughs) funded calls. Yeah. I mean, I think this really makes it clear, though, because so often people Mm -hmm. say that there simply just are not enough funded opportunities for artists. And I don't know if there's a misconception to think that a funded opportunity means that it's hundreds or millions of dollars or, or pounds or euros or whatever currency you're working in. But there are opportunities that are hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars and I think if you get selected enough that you probably are able to go and make this into your full-time career path rather than having to teach at four different schools but it's true though or at least definitely like supplement like throughout and as we've talked about before like the more you apply to these things the easier it is to apply because you have the you know, everything's kind of at your fingertips. Of I have this 500 word description. I have all of the images. I have these, you know, whatever the requirements are, because they're they're always different, but they're usually around the same uh, oh, yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think this is so because there are because I mean, Natalie, I think that you're what you're you're compiling is it is a lot. No one's going to get them all. Not all of them are for everyone which is right. also a really great thing about like going through the list. It's like, not every call's for everyone. This one's for people under 30. This is for people who live in New York. This is for queer identifying photographers. This is for ceramicists. Like not every 
every residency, every grant, every funding opportunity is going to be for every single artist, and that's good. Um, I'd argue it's great even, um, but it's also really nice to be able to go through and be like, oh, this is where I can fit. This is where I, you know, where I wouldn't. But it is, I think that the prohibitive thing for people, especially if you're coming into the artwork world cold or you're trying to get into the kind of the grant funding residency cycle, um, if, you're, if, you, if you're new to it, where do you look to find these opportunities? Um, Cause that's where the quote unquote gatekeeping, that's where like the prohibitive hurdles come in because how can you, unless you're literally being <laughs> paid um, and or like compulsive, which it sounds like maybe you're both, which is fantastic. Uh, it's, it's hard to be able to get through all of these. Cause even when I'm going through like my, my resources, which I think are pretty extensive because I do run one of these residencies and I am trying to get, make sure that my residency is in as many places as possible. I mean, I can't even touch what you've got going on. Wait, is there a is question your, in there? Are no. you in, in the list? Uh, have been, have Has the Quidditch Yes, you, you've been, I sent you a few of them. Yeah. I've been yeah. on the list. So, oh yeah. I'm on the list. Not right now because I don't have an open call. But when I do, when I call open, I'll be back on the list again. It's good. It's important. I mean, it's important for me to be in as many places as possible. I could see also as somebody who's running one of these, you know, opportunities that it is hard to be in more places because then you do get more applications, which can mean more work time on the administrative juries or selection end, um, which depending on the resources available can be also difficult. Um, you know, I'm, it's a problem I'm happy to have. I mean, send me everybody, but uh, I know not everybody's in my position to be able to spend the amount of time that I'm allowed to on, um, on selecting, you know, to be able to go through hundreds of applications. Most, uh, most people that sign up to the list are, uh, I, I'd say they're in their like 20s and 30s, and they're like, they're really starting to look for opportunities. The, the other reason I started the art list is, uh, is because a lot of the lists I was seeing were based on ads, and they were like a lot of ads from kind of shitty galleries, <laughs> sorry to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, like galleries and art spaces that really weren't doing anything for your career. They weren't paying you. Like, why would you show there anyway? And like, I was like, I've had enough of this. I'm going to start my own list, you know? Yeah. And so you did. And now you have four times a year, you have a mega list. But well, I remember when I was looking at the list and I just thought, oh my God, how much time does this person spend on like finding these things? I know that like once you get started and you have the database and it becomes a routine that you sort of go through. Oh yeah. It doesn't change the fact that it is time consuming because that was literally the first thing that I thought was, oh my God, you must spend so much time looking for this. Oh, I, I'm always working on a list. Literally. Guys, pay her. Pay for the list. Pay for the list. No, it's, it is, it's so much time and it is, you can keep it going. And, but like once but there is, there's so much stuff, but it is hard. How do you, what's your threshold for like, this is going to be included. This isn't, you know, like, cause I know, I mean, there are places where it's like, yeah, this is not something that's going to further your career or, 
you know, be any kind of mm-hmm. boom. Well, the call, because I'm an artist myself, so I right. kind of know what to look for. And it's got to be, it's got to like pass the test for me, basically. Mm-hmm. So if I look, great example, if I look at, let's say, take a residency, um, the residency is four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, let's say uh, they're paying you uh, $200 or something like that. And then, you know, I wouldn't take that as an artist. I really wouldn't. That's not enough money. It's not going to pay for anything. I don't even know what that is actually. Um, You know, and then. (laughs) Well, it's more than nothing. That's basically what it is. Yeah, that's, yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like, they're not offering you zero and that should (laughs) apparently be enough. It's not. Spoiler yeah. alert. But. but but I wouldn't put that on the list. That's the thing. Right. Now, if you take the same residency, four to six weeks, let's say, uh, they pay you, I don't know, 2,000 bucks, 2,500 bucks. Okay, now we're talking. That's going to go on the list. Yeah. Also, I try not to post calls where you have to pay uh, like an application fee or something like that. Sometimes I do. If they pay very well, I will put the call on the list. But uh, let's say there's a submission fee of, I don't know, like 60 bucks and uh, they're not paying you very much, like $500. It's not going on the list. Yeah. <laughs> so Right. But if it's 60 bucks and the, the payout's $10,000 and the curators oh, yeah, who are on the jury are like significant mm-hmm. people, then it's like, oh, okay, someone's getting compensated. That's where I always like think, because it's like, oh, yeah. like, because how can you, if someone, if you're going to ask, you know, a curator at like a, a good mm-hmm. museum or somebody, a good gallerist to spend hours looking yeah. at a hundred applications, then there's probably, you know, more times than not, there's going to be some compensation involved. And I can understand that. Then again, exactly. Like the, the payout has to be worth the it. It has to be worth it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Do you find that the opportunities pre pre and during COVID, because we're still in this pandemic. Yes. Has it been different? I'm like, yeah. so I'm going to ask in, in different, like the same general theme, but then in like different questions. So are there calls different? And then are the people signing up? Has that changed as well? Uh, well, the calls, one thing I've noticed that that uh, was uh, very interesting uh for uh, let's take COVID for example, was uh, I saw a lot of calls that that were virtual calls that started popping up. So all of a sudden, you had uh, residency calls, let's say, that took place in your own home. So you didn't have to leave your apartment. Um, you got paid very well, uh, you know, and you didn't have to book a plane ticket to go fly somewhere. Um, you know, and you're still paid. So I saw a lot of those popping up during COVID. Um, has now, that slowed down now? It has slowed down. I'm not seeing a lot of those anymore. No, and that's so nice, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's so nice because you just, or well, I mean, it's nice to be with other people as well, but it's nice yeah. to just be like in your own space and, but actually be funded to go and do your thing. Mm-hmm. But I think also people saved a lot of money with those virtual calls. Yeah. So. Unless, you know, the call also funded your travel. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's interesting to think about, like, I do think that especially because of 
of the COVID times that, you know, people know about where the art funding money is gone or lack of and how much damage it has done. And so it's nice to see where people have a trick to like fit in. Um, and I hope that also going forward, I haven't seen a lot of talk about it, but like a little bit of talk about it, about where people are trying to be more accommodating to artists, because besides the fact that like, I can't afford to take this because it's $200 for six weeks, mm-hmm. or I have to cover my travel to Italy, even if this was going to pay me $2,000 for six weeks, like, mm-hmm. well, there goes, you know, the only people who can afford to do it, people who can afford to do it, but above and beyond like the financial aspects of it, like what about you have to care for people? What if you've got a dependent uh, child or a partner or you know, family member, someone you have to take care of? I mean, there's other things now that I think are a little bit more at the forefront of our, of our thinking when it comes to residencies and you know, these kinds of situations that it's not just like getting paid. It's like, what other kind of support can we give? Because I have seen, I think at least one, you know, where it's like we are, you know, gearing towards women who have, or parents who, you know, that this is like a child supportive kind of residency. And I think that's nice to be able to have a little bit more of a holistic support conversation happening in regards to residencies, um, especially on the back of, you know, people just being like, yeah, you got to do the residency at home. And then we're Zoom call- calling and having their fun lectures, which I think is also probably not going to go anywhere. No, I don't think so. No, I think like the realities of life, it's not, it's not a switch button where it's just like, now we're just going to all leave our home and whatever. And it's like, well, that's not quite like that anymore. I think also in different countries, people are doing things very, very differently as well. Like in Canada, we do things very differently. People are like, when are you going to come see me? And I was like, we can't travel. You know, like there is no non-essential travel that's advised by the government of Canada to not do that. And people are like, really? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so I think there's a really big difference in people are being very aware of the reality, the realities of life and the impact of that and hopefully making adjustments for artists. I mean, I hope they are. And one of the biggest things is that if you get to do a residency at home, it's nice. It's nice to be like whatever the overhead cost that no longer needs to be paid for by the establishment now can go into the artist for some additional funding. I think that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is I've noticed that the public art calls have not changed pre COVID during COVID have not changed. There's they're always the same. I guess because, you know, you don't really have to, like like a residency, you don't have to fly somewhere and go stay somewhere. I mean, that's optional. But uh, yeah, those are always the same. The gallery shows, uh, because I, I post a lot of calls for gallery exhibitions as well as residencies in public art, those have... Um, those haven't really changed. It, I mean, the only thing was... Uh, the gallery shows perhaps were not open, uh, but they were, uh, I mean, you still had to send your work somewhere, you know, you, the, the fee was the same, um, but you yourself didn't really have to travel. Um, yeah. So, but really the residency calls were the, the, those were very different. I found. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you also see that there was an increase in subscription during COVID because <clears throat> people were looking for things? They're not able to go outside anymore, so people just... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the list... Okay, so it's been around for three years now. It's The list is tripling every year now. It's tripling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh <my God>. Yeah. <laughs> most people, I'd say most people are coming off of Instagram. A lot yeah. of artists are coming off of Instagram. Yeah. 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 That's, I know that's one of my favorite things about Instagram though, is that how easy it is to, and same thing with TikTok, but more so Instagram, it's so easy mm-hmm. to share. Um, mm-hmm with people like I mean I know that I'm you know whenever I see a call that I think might fit somebody you know I'll either if I don't if I can't think of somebody in general I'll like throw it up into my stories and if I can think of people in general I'll send it to them specifically and then they can you know do with it as they please uh but I do like that networking you know that networking aspect of, of Instagram is very real yeah and you can get you know yeah so someone's like oh my gosh this is the list I just set out and then you send it to five of the artists Boom, there's like yeah. five new new signups. It's incredible. Okay. I just like love how comprehensive it is. I just like really like it just like I was going through it like before we got on the call and it's just it's just sexy and like also but it's also really simple. So it's like this is you know, this is where we are in Canada and this is where we are in the US, and then here's like France, and this is what's still ongoing from the last time. And it's just like, but there's no like crazy because sometimes people do too much with the frills and the design, and it's like, I don't need that. I just need to be able to go through this really quick and see, like, look for the keywords that are going to apply to me, which aren't many because I'm not looking for anything. But you know, if I was. Yeah, the list doesn't the list literally it is a long it's a list. It's just a list. It has no design. I'm serious. It, it's it's like it's a bunch of But links. I don't even thought I don't know if you need that though. You know what I mean? It's no. just like yeah. when I saw it, I was like, oh, this has such a fit for purpose. Mm-hmm. It does exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. And because the content is so rich you don't really so need rich. something else to go Although, like let's be like but i mean like when you do see the like the colors they are good too where it's like i'm looking at it right now where it's like mm-hmm. green is indigenous purple is deadline extension blue is in french this is differently abled is in gray and blue like it's you can like oh, once yeah. you see it yeah. there's like there are like elements there's color coded yeah yeah it's, yes. co- exactly it's colors are coded yeah. Yeah, I, it's, to help, yeah. it's to help people find uh, find uh, different calls more quickly, basically, mm-hmm. because the list is so, like you said, it's comprehensive, so it's very long. Um, so let's say you're uh, an indigenous um, queer artist, uh, you would find a call more quickly that way. Let let's mm-hmm. say, yeah, or you're a a, a female identifying artist. Um, uh, you know, there, there's color coded, uh, calls. So, yeah. It's good. It's good. It's very utilitarian. So that's, you know, you're not, you're, you know, you're exactly looking for something. If nothing fits this time, it's probably something next time, you know, there's just no shortage. I think that's like, it's really hopeful to know that because sometimes you're just like, oh, I don't know where to look. Mm. And it just becomes like quicksand. You're like, oh, there's nothing for me out there. What am I doing? My studio practice is like, oh, I pay so much money. 
my education <laughs> and right like that so quickly spirals and then but then if you subscribe to something like this and you're like okay so there is nothing for my practice this time round but there's so many things that there's bound to be something maybe oh, like that's the thing is there's calls all the time. There's calls that come out every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy. There's so much going on out there. It's really crazy. And, the, and a lot of people don't know about any of these calls, mostly because the spaces themselves don't, don't advertise. And I, right. happen, I happen to find the calls. <laughs> so I put well, them on. Because you do, because they don't, not every, every one of these places don't have the resources or the people, because they're most of these places, let's be honest. I mean, or it's like a few person shop. There's not like someone doesn't have a crazy email list or a crazy social media reach and they don't know how to get this word out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's usually just a couple people who are doing too many jobs for Mm -hmm. not enough money, (laughs) you know? And so, or it's, you know, it's something like very, like the government needs this. So they don't particularly care. They'll just throw it up on like an obscure site on like the westhollywood.gov and if you're not checking it regularly, <laughs> like, you know, like, because they will, because like, they don't care. They just know that they're supposed to, this, this new budget has to allocate 1% to the, their budget for this construction to art. And they need to have a call for artists. And if you're not, you know, keeping an eye out on like, you know, it's, then you're not going to be doing it. And that's how we get a lot of the same people doing the same you know, in the same neighborhoods, especially, but didn't like that artist do like the last three public pieces. It's like, yeah, probably because they were like one of five people who applied. Yeah. They know, or they're already in like the system. Cause that's the other thing that happens too, is there'll be like a, you know, the County of Los Angeles is looking for out, you know, just to get your name on a list to be selected from in case a project arises in the future, yeah. you're like pre-approved. Uh, but again, if you don't know how to find those, And some of these places are like, actually, I will say the county of LA is getting much better about sharing this kind of information, which is great. But like a lot of places like aren't. Sometimes I'll find these weird things. Um, I'll start boarding them too, too. The, uh, where it's like, oh, this is like, we're looking for, what did I get pre-approved for? Like an art advisor for like the city of San Diego. I'm on like a list of like 50 people, but you know, who knows who they're going to pick in the future, but there I am, pre-approved, and I wouldn't have found it if I was I was looking for something else. And then my Google search brought this up, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I'll just see if my name can go in that hat." It's so weird and obscure, but yeah, they a lot of these places like they don't care. Like as long as somebody gets it, gets it, mm. and then they'll be like, "Okay, great." Then this is gonna be the person who's gonna they apply. Maybe five people apply. Maybe hundred people apply. Who knows? But now everyone who is listening to this now everyone they, here, guys, yeah. all y'all gonna jump on and subscribe you're not going to be disappointed it's wild i'm like literally like trying to like like looking at this while i'm talking it's just awesome <laughs> thank you <laughs> there's a there's an artist residency in galveston oh that's <gasps> a very good it's a great uh, great residency. yeah galveston well the time this is live that's over so you guys have to wait till the next one because that deadline's the 19th but dang galveston i'm not trying to go to galveston there's a residency. There's another one opening up soon in Las Vegas. I, that one's also on the list. <laughs> Las Vegas. Um, I'm like very in a Vegas mood because I've been watching the uh, Elvis trailer like seven times since it came out. I'm really excited about the Elvis movie. 
you guys. Um, what does that have to do with anything? Literally nothing. I just like Elvis. That's it. Um, and it makes me like Vegas. Poor Erica's like, oh God, what have I done? Are we stuck You're together fine. forever? And the answer is yes. We are. <laughs> I know that is a fact. We are. Amazing. Um, now, actually, I would love to start. Do you apply to it? Like, how many do you apply to? Um, <laughs> do you still um, make? Sorry? Do you still make? Yes, I do. Um, I Well, recently, a lot of my time has been uh, put more toward the list. Um I, I'm, I really love making this list and uh, it's just, it's actually a lot of fun for me. Yes. Um, I do, I do apply to, to calls here and there uh, calls that, I mean, I'm, I do sculpture, so mm-hmm. sculpture and public art and uh, you know, the calls that, that are specific to me and my practice I'll apply to. Yeah. I mean, obviously I won't apply to every call right. <laughs> I post. Uh, yeah. So yeah. What would be your, because I know that a lot of times I was talking with an artist uh, about this the other day, actually, because they were saying that they liked my, my uh, residency application because it's pretty easy, um, which I did do on purpose. But like, sometimes it's like, you'll look at them, these RFQs, which for the uninitiated guys is request for qualification. Uh, RFI is request for information. So if you see RFQ or RFI, take a look at what that is, because that means that they want more information or qualifications from you for an application. Um, and some of them can seem like really daunting. It's like they need like 17 different little blurbs and they need like this like writing sample and 18 images and all of this kind of stuff. And it can be like, that can feel like an overwhelming way to start when you're just like, oh, this is such a great opportunity. Oh my gosh, they also need my kidney. Um, where do you like, do you have any advice for starting on this? Cause I feel like it is, it can be daunting, especially for your first one. Well, if you're just starting to like it, you mean if, if, uh, if an artist is, is like a young artist, yeah, like, like this is like your first, your first foray. Like I've, I'm now hearing about residencies and grants yeah. and funding opportunities. And like, I'm looking at some of these things and this seems like maybe like an insurmountable achievement to be able to apply to this. Yeah, asking for a lot of stuff, and it could just feel overwhelming if you've never done it before. Um, a lot of the younger, I'd say for the the really the emerging artists, they it's it's better to apply for the group shows first. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's quick applications. Um, you get paid a fee. Uh, it's not a solo fee; it's a group fee, but um, you know, you still get paid, and uh, that's a great way to to start. Uh, to start out. Uh, and uh, it, it, and as you build up a body of work, you can start applying for the solo shows and the, the residencies. And uh, the, the public art, I wouldn't suggest immediately. Public art is more for, well, it depends. I mean, emerging artists can do public art as well. But some I've actually seen calls for public art that actually stipulate in the guidelines that you need to already have been you know doing public art for five years you've already had to have been doing a a project of two hundred thousand dollars before even applying to this call let's say so there's uh there's there's a lot of different artists on the list of all ages uh emerging to established um there's people in their their mfa programs that are on the list that haven't really even started yet and uh i'm seeing a a a big influx of of uh, really young uh artists like in their mid-20s applying 
to the list. And I'm not surprised, you know, that's, you're starting out, you want to see what out, what's out there, right? Um, yeah, so I would say, yeah, at the beginning, it's really best to look for those group shows and build up your body of work, get funding, go for the solo shows. Yeah. That's yeah. smart. Yeah, because then you get the, as you build it up, the applications become a little bit more complicated, but you've already got a couple of the easier ones under your belt. It becomes a little bit easier. How I would love to also ask you about, because um, it's, I think people underestimate how many people are applying to some of these situations. Like I know there was one famous one that somebody was telling me that the person who ran it was saying, you know, just don't even expect it for like the first like five, seven years um, because there's so many people applying and they have been for years. So like there's other, you know, it's not that there's like someone ahead of you in line. It's just, there's people whose like careers have been developing and they've, you know, gotten to a point where they're, you know, finally going to be part of this residency. So it's like when you get these rejections or if you don't hear back, it feels very personal, but you're probably one of 200. Oh, yeah. yeah, but that that's one of the point I, you, it's uh, it's unavoidable. Of course, right. you're going to get of course, you're going to get rejections. Everyone yeah. gets rejections. Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> ooh, some of these artists don't think that they should be getting these rejections. And I know this because they tell me this. Um, they, they send me emails saying how dare you um and I want to write back and say you are one of 200 um I don't know what to tell you there was always only going to be two um but it is but rejection is such a normal part of mm-hmm. creative work of making of like the art world of I mean of any kind of job I can't even imagine I feel like if you're in just sales or you're like doing like real estate or like insurance or like a lawyer like you get no's a lot and that's doesn't matter how good you are uh, at any of those jobs, like you're going to get no's and it's the same thing with art. And it's the same thing with these residencies or grants and funding. Like there's a lot of people who are going up for it. Um, and it's not necessarily a comment on you either. I think that's another thing is the more you apply, the more you kind of get used to the idea that like, it's not about me. It was never going to be a good fit. Maybe or like whoever does get it, it's a better fit and that's good. And something else might be out there for me in the future, especially since I'm subscribe to the list uh, I'm gonna have like a whole new opportunity in a couple of weeks to, to yeah I think um, I also think it's it's important to apply to as as many calls as possible because right. a, uh, you know let's say you get a rejection email uh, well who cares because you know you're waiting on another 20 calls so yeah <laughs> chances right. are you're gonna get one of them yeah so something's yeah. gonna come back. But also, uh, you're just ready, generally speaking, when you see another one, you know, you're just like, oh, good, let me recycle what's already been written. Okay, now I have all these images, because this is literally, yeah. you have a whole body of documents that's just ready. Right. And this one needs 700 words, not 500. Mm. All right, I'll flush this out, or I'll yeah. get this down, because it needs something shorter. Um, and I think that, and also the idea that, like, don't, I don't know how to say this like nicely. Just say it. Just say it. Like, just don't, don't count on these things. Cause that's mm. another thing I'll say as somebody who gets applications like this, people will ask me questions about like what I can accommodate for them. And I want to tell all of them is like, let's cross that bridge when we get there, man. Like, this isn't like, this is a future you problem. It's a future me problem. 
But if you're, I mean, like, yeah, if it's something like very specific, like I need to be able to weld in your residency, is that like accepted? Um, and I would say, no, this is an office building. And I thought I was pretty clear about that. Like, let's use our common sense. You cannot weld in this office building. Um, but, you know, for like other things where it's like, you know, I need to do X, Y, and Z, or like, can you accommodate like these kinds of things? It's like, I think if someone's going to select you, like we're going to figure it out guys. Um, True fact. But- like if, if I, you know, if you're like, oh, well, I didn't realize that I, I need to bring this like eight foot thing into the office. How are we going to do that? And I'll be like, I got a service elevator, bro. We're going to figure this out. Like you need like a special sink. Like, well, we'll, we'll get it. You're like, we're going to figure this out. Like I want you here or lady bro is a, it's a gender neutral term for me guys. Um, I think that's a really so good now. point because so many times you're just like, I don't want to apply to this just because I think that these are stops. Like, I don't think you'll be able to go and do this or accommodate me or make allowances, whatever the phrasing it is that you have inside your head. But I would say that in truth, when I call and ask about grants and like their expectations and their guidelines are fairly vague, it's because they're very, very accommodating. They're like, we really like what you're doing. So do it. And if it ever becomes a problem, then you email us and then we'll figure it out together. It's you, And I think that's really nice. Yeah. And there's times, I mean, obviously I'm not an artist. Uh, you guys know this, or if you don't know, this is the first time listening to it. I am not an artist. I'm a curator and I used to be a writer. And I, there are so many things I didn't apply to because I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make this work. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what kind of opportunities I left because I didn't even try and I, you know, and then also, which is like crazy for my CV, because especially now, like I'm really cognizant of like making sure that people know that like they're shortlisted. Cause like, that's something you can put on your CV as well. So it's like, Hey, you didn't get this. Like I have things that I've been shortlisted for that are like still on my CV. Um, like, it's like, Oh, this is, you know, I didn't get it. Or like say I get it. Then it's like, Oh, I can't do this because I can't afford to, I can't do this. I have COVID happened. I can't fly to Italy, whatever the deal is at least I can say I got it or I can say that I was shortlist before the thing, but like, you never know until you're there. So like, if you, if you put up stops before you even get like considered like, Oh, I can't do this because they might not like, let me have my welding. Well, let's welding is an extreme example. Like, because you know, whatever the thing is that you think might be an issue uh, with the situation, with the grant, with the funding, with the whatever, like we can, everybody who's like, nobody's got into this line of work that doesn't want to be here except for like a handful of like some government people who are like actually in like construction and development who are just like, Oh, I've got to throw up a call for art because of like some, you know, random happenstance, like art law. Um, most people want to like accommodate. And I wish I'd known that earlier because I did not. And I are so many things I've not applied for like over decades now um, because I was like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to make this work. And it's like, I didn't even give myself the opportunity to like try yeah. I've seen I've seen some bizarre calls out there um like like uh, an example would be like um do not apply to this call if you cannot drive yeah mm. right yeah like if you can't don't be here uh, I don't know why if you can't drive but they're clear I think sometimes yeah. it's because they're right exactly they'll be yeah. clear though I've seen things like that as well. I think it's a very, like, they need to get there or like, you need to help them transport things or like something. There's a, there's something that requires you to be able to drive. Yeah. Yes. Um, or no, you need to have a driver's license. It's not that you can't drive. Like there's just something, right, I've yeah. definitely I've seen, seen things like that before. Yeah. 
Um, no, yeah, but yeah, usually there is like a caveat, like don't do this. Mm. It'll be in there. Mm. Now I'm wondering if I should put, please don't be a welder in my <laughs> artist. <laughs> I haven't gotten any welders. That's like a really extreme. Somebody did ask about power tools and I was like, bro, again, I don't know if it was a woman or a man or gender non-binary, bro is neutral. But I was like, dude, come on. Uh, this is an office building. This is a lawyer. These are lawyers next to you. Cannot have power tools. Uh, but I probably would have been like, if, if they had been selected, I probably would have been able to figure out a place where they could have mm. power tools. It's the funny thing because there's like other empty like floors. There's like, you know, like we probably could have figured something out. Um, I would have been down to, I would have been down to figure it out. Or if it's like, Hey, you can only do this like after hours or like during like lunchtime or like before, you know, before nine and after five, like we probably would have been able to figure something out. I just like figure like I, if I like the work and we like the work and we're, we're literally trying to put our money where our mouths are. Mouths? Mouth? Money where my mouth? Writing checks? <laughs> my butt could cash. I don't know. What's happening, guys? I just short-circuited. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like, I feel like people are like willing to like accommodate and like figure it out. And I don't think that... I don't know. I just don't want anybody who's like listening to be like, oh, this is going to be my first time. I should apply to this because it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. These are all suggestions. Same thing with like when you're applying to jobs, it's like you need to have like this or this. Like, I mean, definitely like if it says you need a driver's license, you need a driver's license. If it says I need you to have done a public work before. Yeah, you need to have done a public work before. Um, but a lot of those things are, you know, if it's like, hey, I need you to have like an MFA or like equivalent, like equivalent is a handful of years of like working practice. Uh, it doesn't have to be exactly, exactly that because it is just suggestions and it's just people pulling and like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to, somebody who has these kinds of qualifications is like a professional human being. But if you believe that your art is good and that you're a professional, good human being to work with, then it's probably be fine. I'm not saying you're going to get it. Most people don't. There's only a couple people can. But I think what's really important to hear is that if you're selected, it's because the person who selected you is interested in developing your body of work and being part of That's your journey. So don't don't say no to yourself before anything happens because the other person sees what you may not be able to see. And that's really important, right? You want to be able to be working with somebody who sees that potential that you didn't know existed in you. But I think a lot of times it's, that's sort of what gets us to the next phase in our studio practice or in our career or whatever it is, is that we, we don't know everything about, about ourselves and what other people see, we don't necessarily always know as well. So accommodations, is really because somebody wants to go and develop your your talent. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Speechless. <laughs> so, uh, well, wow. it's true. It was okay. like really well put. It's really well put. I literally do this for a living and I can't, I haven't thought about it like that, like saying it like that, but that's exactly true. Um, but I, I'd say, you know, really just apply to as much as possible, especially, especially if you're an emerging artist, you really have to get out there really just know that you're gonna get rejected I think it's like I'm more surprised when I get accepted I'm like really and then we're and it's usually like dear Erica thank you for your application which is usually I didn't get it like next to email like I literally am just like well then yeah 
And if it doesn't go like this, congratulations. I'm just like, really? Well, that's new. That's rare. Um, but I think it's like part of the experience of just knowing that you have to do a lot of this. And when I say a lot, I mean like hundreds of applications to get one. Like the probability is low. But do it anyway. Uh, but you know, also I feel like they, they feel like hundreds sounds so daunting, but like you're she's talking over a long period of time. Also, as you get better at these things. Oh, we lost Natalie. I'm gonna pause. Yes. Uh, what I was saying is that it does, it feels like a lot when you say hundreds, but you do get better. It's a, I know I use this metaphor a lot, but it's a muscle that you work out and it just doesn't become a lot to just apply to oh. things. And like, it becomes very easy just to like have, when you have, especially once you get all of the stuff ready and you've got all of the images and everything's labeled and you've got all the blurbs you like to use in your right bio, it becomes very easy to like apply to these. So it sounds daunting to say you're going to apply to hundreds that you're not going to get to, but I can't tell you guys, I mean, Honestly, if I really were to go through it, I'd probably applied to a thousand things I haven't gotten. Um, and it's fine. And like, it doesn't even, like, I can't even tell you how little it bothers me because all of the things that I've gotten have been like incredible. And I'm like so happy with them. Um, but I just don't want you guys to, to, be, to be intimidated by like the answer of like, ooh, there's hundreds because it's fine. No, it's part of, I think it's, it's just part of the experience is like, if you went to art school, it's just, it's like getting a credit. It's not any more or less different than that. I, I'm just going to say that that's how it is because that's how I like, I see it. Um, Natalie, on that note, yeah. What have you been reading, watching, or listening to this week? I've... <laughs> Alexis is smiling. I've honestly, I've literally been just making my list. <laughs> That's good. I've, uh, I have been reading, I have been reading a bit of... Um, um, sorry, hold on a second. I really like David Graeber. David Graeber. Yeah. What's his deal? I'm reading the book right now, The Utopia of Rules. Mm. I just started reading it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm not, um, I'm just, it's on like a bureaucracy (laughs) and rules. Anyway, but um, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really uh, doing very much besides you know, besides the list, I got to be honest with you guys. <laughs> it's fine. So dedicated to the craft. That's what it's I like. Honestly, like a hundred percent. Someone was asking me what I was watching the other day. And I was like, TikTok. That's where my, it's like all my, I can't, I don't have enough uh, brain attention capacity to do more than like one minute at a time. Um, it's broken. It's fine, guys. It's fine. Um, on that note, Natalie, uh, obviously, guys, we're putting a link to the list in the description below. But uh, where else can we, uh, our listeners, find you on the interwebs if they are so inclined? Oh, I mean, if you've got Instagram, is probably your best shot. I'm also on uh, Twitter. It's Pilot Art List. That's the handle. Just check out Pilot Art List. Yeah. 
Perfect. All right. All of that's linked below. Um, and until next time, guys, I am Alexis Hyde. I'm at Hyde or Die Everywhere. I'm Erica Wong. I'm at To Practice Practice. And uh, if you're on uh, Apple, like and subscribe and review us. It uh, whatever helps the algorithm helps helps everybody, guys. Helps the goose. Help the gander. All of it. Uh, until next time. Bye. Bye.